Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Don't try to get it perfect on the first go. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have high standards. You absolutely should have high standards. But there's healthy perfectionism and unhealthy perfectionism. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. It's November, it's also NaNoWriMo month, and maybe you participate, and maybe you don't. You may be working on your story draft independently or with the help of critique partners. But I know many writers are participating in NaNoWriMo, and that can be a great jumpstart to a writing project or to make progress on an existing project. I think of NaNoWriMo as a writing sprint. It's a jumpstart. The idea is not to finish a book or even a full-length draft in 30 days. That's just not realistic, even if you have prepared an outline. The real value of NaNoWriMo is that it can help instill in you a regular writing routine. You also connect with other writers, so there's community and support. There's something about the collective shared goal that fuels determination and motivation. And when you have this ticking clock, 30 days, you're going to make time to write, most likely. And because your goal is to write a lot of words, 50,000, in a very small window of time, you're less likely to edit as you go along. Now, there's tremendous value in all of that. But what often happens is writers will start something, let's say in NaNoWriMo, but they'll never finish it because after the 30 days, they lose momentum and the drive. So after the initial inspiration wears off, they're back to square one. They run astray and they forget the original intent and they move on to something else without ever finishing anything. 
So in this episode, I'm going to give you some guidelines to get the most out of your work in progress. And if you're participating in NaNoWriMo, I'll tell you how to get the most out of the next 24 days and beyond. We'll talk about how to move past blocks so that when you hit them, you can move past them quickly. So let's get right to it. Number one, and I know you've heard me say this before, don't focus on word count. One of my frustrations with NaNoWriMo is this preoccupation with quantity over quality. So I don't want you beating yourself up if you don't reach 50,000 words in 30 days. Because word count is a false metric. And when you don't reach your word counts or you start falling behind, some writers tend to beat themselves up about it. Some days you'll write 2,000 words. Some days you'll write 500 words. Some days you just might write a paragraph. Other days you'll write zero words. So I'm not convinced that word count puts positive pressure on you to produce. I think it can be the wrong focus and it can be a real distraction. Because the words themselves are not the vision you have for your story. The words are arbitrary. The amount of words are arbitrary. It's the shapes of feeling. It's the way that you bring your thoughts across, the way you form the thoughts. It's the images that the words convey that move your reader to see the vision as you do. It's way beyond word count. That's not the important thing. It's the quality of mind you bring to your writing sessions. It's the energy and momentum you bring to your pages. So you want to get the most mileage out of your time, but you want to maximize your experience of doing the work. So you want to look for time in the right places, meaning you write when you're at your best, when your energy is at peak. So think of activities that give you energy and activities that drain it. For example, I generally have the most creative energy early in the morning. I can get a lot out of the first three hours while my kid's still asleep. After that, it's diminishing returns. Now, if I spend my peak morning time doing anything else, I don't get as much mileage out of the day. So, for example, if I work out or I go for a walk during my peak morning time, I'm more depleted. However, if I work out or walk later in the day, say 4.30, I get more energy to keep going. So you have to know what gives you energy and what depletes it. Focus more on your experience of doing the work rather than on how many words you're producing every day. Okay, on to number two. Write what you're most pulled to write. Don't write what you think will sell. Don't write for an audience just yet. Write to please yourself first. Delight in your own pleasure in the writing and ride that momentum. 
right towards your curiosities, the things that concern you. If you do that, your audience will find you. It's all about expansion of your vision at this stage. This step is like exploring what story is within you wanting to come out. So here are some questions I ask my clients that you can pose to yourself as you explore your material. What was your initial impetus for writing this story? When did it first come to you? What was the initial spark? Maybe it was a childhood memory that came up or something that continues to haunt you. Why do you care about this story? What fascinates you or raises an evolving question that's been tugging at you? It's all exploration at this point, so just trust what comes up. So put the stuff you're excited to write and get it down on the page as soon as it appears in your head, and then use the good stuff that's already on the page to imagine more good stuff. It's your experience of the work that matters most at this stage. The goal is to translate your experience of the work into words that express your initial vision so that you can share it with readers. That doesn't mean that during your first draft, you don't have your editor hat on. Just because you're relying on instinct doesn't mean that you can't write your first drafts with purpose and intention. So before each writing session, read back what you wrote in the previous sessions. The clues on what to write next will be in those pages. So look back to what you first envisioned. You can't rely solely on the intellect here, but you can still apply conscious ordering of your unconscious material. You can apply reason and logic to the intuitive logic of what's on the page, of what you have unconsciously dialed up. So think of this as your managing editor. This is the referee and the arbitrator of what you're producing. You can always look back on what you wrote earlier and keep asking, what is my book about? What is its natural shape? A great skill, if you want to be a productive writer, is to learn how your unconscious mind and your conscious mind work together without canceling each other out. They're not mutually exclusive. So be responsive to the material you're generating from your dream space. You want to always be looking back on your draft and using your conscious logic to move forward. Okay, last one, number three. Aim for progress, not perfection. Your goal on any given writing day is not just to write a book, It's to make progress. Many writers swing between perseverance and self-doubt. Or they have imposter syndrome. They think, who am I to write a book? Now, this is totally normal. You just don't want to marinate in self-doubt and get stuck there. Notice it like clouds passing by and then get back to your work in progress. Now, a lot of the self-doubt comes from unrealistic expectations. 
if you're starting a new project or continuing with an existing project, don't expect that you're going to have a finished draft, especially at the end of November, or that you'll have something fully formed the first time out. And that all you'll have to do is revise and there's your book. It's not going to be A plus work at first. It might be C level work. Some of it might be B plus work. Some of it may be A minus work. Some of it may be D level work. So don't judge it. The goal is always to make progress, not write it perfectly. So think of your draft as the first iteration of many. Your story is going to go through several iterations, several versions. I see a lot of writers who try to get a perfect on the first draft. Don't try to get a perfect on the first go. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have high standards. You absolutely should have high standards. But there's healthy perfectionism and unhealthy perfectionism. Unhealthy perfectionism is when you're trying to have this irrational control over what you're writing, and that can get in the way of writing your best story. And ultimately, it's very unproductive. Perfectionism is a way of shielding you from vulnerability. It's protecting you. So your mind will default to perfectionism because creative expression, writing, makes us vulnerable. It makes us vulnerable to criticism, to misunderstanding, to jealousy, and worst of all, indifference. Now, all the defenses we use in the real world don't work when we're writing a story. Writing is inherently vulnerable. And that vulnerability causes anxiety. It can cause us to freeze up or to try to control it too much, to resort to a predetermined structure like Save the Cat or The Hero's Journey, etc. It can cause us to rely on off-the-shelf plots that actually result in attack because these don't usually work In the first draft. In fact, when writers come to me with these structures, their stories are generally not working because there are too many ingredients thrown in, and the story, the one that's meaningful, is buried. So, what's not healthy is having exceedingly high standards and then beating yourself up when you inevitably don't meet them. Healthy perfectionism comes from the satisfaction you get from achieving goals that come from applying effort and building skills. You still hold yourself up to high standards, but you don't beat yourself up. So focus on effort. Strive for excellence, but know that it takes time. Focus on being better than yesterday. Reevaluate your standards. Be okay with doing B plus work, or even C work. Don't worry, you'll move the needle on that. Progress means you develop the skills that help you make your vision crystallized and something the reader can share in. 
So have more modest criteria for your works in progress. You want to desensitize yourself to imperfection. And one way to do that is to get feedback from trusted readers. Now, not just anybody. I don't want you handing your work to anybody. Be selective about who you entrust your work to. Now, for more on finding trusted readers, listen to episode 143, How to Get Better Feedback from Beta Readers. But once you get used to being imperfect and taking imperfect action, you'll learn that nothing bad is going to happen to you. So take action in the face of imperfection. Desensitize yourself to this fear of being uh, criticized or unliked. Nobody is criticizing you as a person. The story you're writing has a life of its own. It's actually separate from you. Okay, let's wrap this up. We talked about how to approach our works in progress and some things to look out for, especially with NaNoWriMo or whenever you're stuck or spiraling in self-doubt, which, by the way, comes with the territory. Number one, don't focus on word count. Focus more on your experience of doing the work. Number two, write what you're most pulled to write. Write things you're generally excited to write about and follow that. There's an intuitive logic here, but you can still apply conscious logic by looking back on what you already wrote and using that to move forward. And number three, progress over perfection. Have high standards, but Focus on building skills to make the story that's in your head translate onto the page. Just know it takes time. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.